1: On the line now is Odyssey NFL Insider, Ross Tucker. Insider Calls are presented by BetQL. Download the free BetQL app right now and get instant access to the industry's most advanced suite of sports betting tools right at your fingertips. Evan Getting's Informats, Diamets, Daryl the Guru Johnson, as always. Ross, appreciate you hopping on with us, man. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, my pleasure. I'm doing great. How are
1: you guys doing? You guys supposed to be doing better after yesterday, huh? Look, Ross. I love you. A little bit better. Look, we're all trying to figure out what's going on with the San Francisco 49ers as they're entering the bye week. And You know, one thing that we've kind of tossed around after the trade deadline is what was the reason for going out and getting Chase Young? It bolsters an already talented defensive line that hadn't necessarily the last couple of weeks been playing up to par why do you think the 49ers went out and got Chase Young, and how much does he help them?
2: Yeah, I think there's um, probably two main reasons why they got him. Maybe three. Uh, number one, the defense got torched two games in a row, mm. right? I mean, Kirk Cousins without Dustin Jefferson kind of lit him up, and then... We saw what Joe Burrow and the Bengals did Sunday. So I think that they started to have some concerns about their defense, and maybe rightfully so. And I think, you know, they keep trying to get somebody else opposite Bosa. They know they want to have waves of guys and depth, but they also felt like they needed somebody consistent opposite Bosa. And Chase Young's played really well this year. Those guys have a good relationship. So, one is the way the defense has been playing the last couple games. Number two is to have somebody opposite Bosa. Because you can't double both of them, right? So, it's going to free up probably Chase Young for a bunch of one-on-ones. And then number three, I think they needed to try to change the mojo. I mean, they lost three in a row. They're going into the bye. I think they felt like they needed to change something up, give these guys a boost, like a baseball team, getting a new bat at the trade deadline or getting another get another arm at the trade deadline. I think they felt like they need to get the locker room a boost. Man, good stuff, Ross. I was telling Evan and the
3: listeners, because you played the game, you know what goes down, but we're taking calls. People are blaming Wilkes. If I even say he's got something to do with maybe Bosa not getting after the quarterback, they want to come after me. How much of this is just on Bosa or the players, even Hargrave, like, this was supposed to be their strength, Ross, and I'm wondering how how do you divvy it up to why Bosa doesn't look like Bosa of last year?
2: Yeah, so it's always, always, always a combination of both. You know, it, we always, of course, you know, want to pin it on one guy. Like, this is Wilkes' fault or this is Bosa's fault. He got the money and now he's lazy or whatever. That's really never the case, right? It's always a combination of a couple different things. You know, I think part of it, it doesn't seem like these quarterbacks are having to hold the ball as long, right? It feels like they're able to get rid of the ball faster. I think some of that is coverage, both the players themselves and some of the coverages that Wilkes is calling. You know, obviously the all out blitz at the end of the first half against the Vikings was just atrocious, like just absolutely atrocious play calling, game management, whatever you want to call it. And I think everybody recognizes that. Uh, But also, you know, sacks in particular, okay, they're they're kind of – fluky is not the right word. But what I would tell you is pressures and quarterback hits are more indicative of how a guy is playing than sacks. You know, there's some guys it's like they'll have 15 pressures – but somehow they have eight sacks. Other guys they have like thirty-eight pressures, but only six sacks. Right? Uh, what I always like to say is, disruption is production. Mm. If you're hitting the quarterback, if you're pressuring him, that's it's not as cool as a sack. It's not as impactful as a sack, but it still matters.
1: Ross Tucker joining us here on ninety-five-seven, the game odyssey's NFL insider Ross. With the addition of Chase Young. And I know you mentioned on your podcast that you didn't think that the Eagles should have gone out and gotten a Montez Sweat or a Chase Young. But with the 49ers adding a big piece to the opposite end of Nick Bosa, a guy that maybe they didn't play together because of Bosa's injury in college, but now they have familiarity with each other. They get that added boost that you're talking about. Would you put the 49ers defensive line in the same conversation as the Eagles because they appear to be the standard bearer and have been for the last year plus?
2: Yeah, so a couple of things. First of all, I definitely would not have given up a second-round pick, a high second-round pick for Montez Sweat like the Bears did. Mm. Um, that really doesn't make sense to me. Now, the Niners, it makes a little bit more sense because they have an extra, you know, the extra comp picks in the third round and because they kind of had a need in my mind. I, I don't think they felt like they were getting enough from Randy Gregory and Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell so they felt like they needed one more guy there. I don't know that the Eagles feel that way, right? I mean, the Eagles, you know, they they they're not even getting snaps yet for their first round pick in uh, Nolan Smith. I mean, right now it's Josh Sweat, it's Hassan Reddick, it's Brandon Graham, and then they're getting a few a few uh, snaps for Derek Barnett and Nolan Smith. So I think that there was more of a need for the Niners, and they. They obviously had the extra picks as well. So um, I do think that the Niners in a category. I mean, it felt like I haven't watched every snap of the Bengals game, but it felt like Hargrave was playing pretty darn good this year, um, at least when I was watching. So I think that they are up there with the Eagles. But, you know, sometimes that can be hit or miss. I did not think the Eagles D-line was great against – in fact, the Eagles D-line's two worst games ironically, have both been against the commanders who are like the most... Sam been sacked more than anybody, and yet when he plays against the Eagles, that's like when their O-line plays the best. It's strange. Ross, we'll get you out of
3: here on this one because I couldn't let you go without asking. I'm a guy that said, oh, my God, the Brock Purdy, the movie, it's almost ready. And when's he going to make a mistake? And I know I'm emotional, but what have you made of the last three games? Because now we've seen turnovers at the end of games. And I was telling Evan, mainly over the middle, just talk to us real quick about what, you, what you've what seen and how you compartmentalize his mistakes uh,
2: here late. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, because I'm sure you guys have talked about this, but there, you know, they're these these websites, the, you know, these companies that track, like, turnover-worthy plays, um, you know, there were a bunch even earlier in the year from Brock Purdy that were turnover-worthy throws or turnover-worthy plays. Wow. It was like, he was lucky and uh, lucky not the right word. he was fortunate to get away with them. Well, he's not getting away with him anymore. You know, I think that that's uh, I think that's a big difference these last couple of games. And ironically, this was kind of the knock on Purdy coming out. This was the concern is that he at times, you know, had had some crazy turnovers at Iowa State. You know, it was it was not good and so this is it'd be one thing if this was a fluke but it's not necessarily a fluke because of what he did at iowa state like this is something that he's done mm.
1: yeah no no doubt yeah, good stuff rosh we appreciate you stopping by and uh feel, feel free i know you got your podcast going what, what, what are you working on this weekend
2: Oh, man, I got a big weekend. Tomorrow night, I got uh, Titan Steelers on Westwood One Radio with Kevin Kugler. Let's go. And then then Saturday, Ohio State, number one team in the country at Rutgers for CBS, noon on Saturday, 9 a.m. for you guys. So I got a heck of a doubleheader, boys.
1: Awesome. Well, we appreciate you fitting us in, Ross. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. See you. All right, that's Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Download the free BetQL app right now to get instant access to the industry's most advanced suite of sports betting tools right at your fingertips.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.